Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter, and I, as per usual, am always honored and thrilled for you to be here listening and just really absorbing this into your consciousness. Uh, So thank you, Um, and I hope you're doing well. Um, This week, I really wanted to touch on a piece that honestly, like so many people talk about. Um, People are like, oh, we're going to talk about connection, okay? Um, and, and people are like, you know, you really like, what is it? Connection that converts you hear a lot, um, especially in the business world. Like how do we actually create authentic connection? Where does it come from energetically and why does connection equal cash? Why does it equal clarity in your business? Why is that the center for us, um, in, in creating businesses in general? Well, first let's start with Without having somebody to buy your product and creating that connection, you don't have you don't have nobody to sell to, right? So first things first. Um, energetically speaking, our creation station, as I like to call it, is our sacral chakra. So it's our second chakra, and this is how we connect to one another. This is the creatrix of all things that we bring into the world. So this is the way that the world is kind of mirrored back to us. So it's not just relationships with people, but this is also where things are are birthed into the world. So like if you're thinking about the sacral center, everything in your world is a reflection of you. It's reflected back to you, whether it's reflecting like a lesson, like areas that you're working on. Maybe it's reflecting back to you. Goodness, you see these qualities in people because you have them in yourself. Um, but it's really these this opportunity to see the world mirrored back to you in all things. So when we are, are talking about using our gifts, the way in which we create anything in this world starts from there. And so whether that be a project online, whether that be, you know, a, a physical piece or something like that, maybe you make things for a living. But this is also, again, how, how you connect to one another. So I think it's so interesting because this is this, this creatrix, this space where not only do you, it reflects the, the way in which you have relationships with people, but it also reflects the relationship that you have to money. So most often when you are struggling with, um, relationships. So especially I notice this when people feel weird about sales, um, they really struggle with receiving. So they're struggling because they feel like I'm selling them something they don't need. I'm being pushy, blah, blah, blah. That's all the perception of you. People didn't tell you that you were pushy. People didn't tell you that you don't need what 
what they don't need what you ha- are selling. That's something that you have perceived. So you're either out of alignment in what you're selling. So it either doesn't feel true to you or you have a hard time receiving in other places. So look at, because that relationship right there represents and is again this mirror of this monetary exchange. My clients pay me X amount of dollars for a one-on-one coaching program or a group coaching mentorship program. And then what happens for them is transformation. What happens for them is healing. What happens for them is systematizing um, their gifts in order to recreate and create sustainable income, which is really good for your root chakra. Uh, It's your first chakra. But so what that person represents to me is, is not just a person, but it's actually how I feel about receiving something. And so when you struggle with, look at your relationships. How do you connect? How do you create connections, especially, um, we're gonna stick with talking about um, online space, but this applies to in-person as well. Um, But when you're looking about creating connection, especially in the online space, it's a lot harder to, at first glance, feel somebody out, so to speak. You know, when somebody walks into a room and you automatically are like, oh, I just love this person. I, you know, they just have this energy that exudes about them that you want to be around them. Or somebody walks into a room and you're like, oh, avoid that one like the plague. They seem grumpy, right? Like Eeyore. That is literally their auric field, their energetic field you're picking up on. You are very intuitive. All of us are. We just bypass a lot of these things as kind of the humdrum and the normal, but the more that you kind of tune into this and become aware of it, the more that you can tap into this potential in your sacral center and create authentic connections that do convert to cash because you feel like you are worthy of receiving it because what you're mirroring back to you is abundance. So you will be abundant. So first things first, how do we do that? How do we do that in the online space? So especially in platforms like Facebook, Instagram, um, ways in which, you know, people are kind of consuming what you're putting out and then, you know, commenting and liking and, and all those types of things. You really want to create a opportunity where you can reach out to them and have authentic connection. So, my recommendation, because most of the time when you talk in conversation, you talk about commonalities. You don't jump right in and be like, hey, I have this service that I think you could use based on your profile. No, right? Just like when, the instead of treating it like a networking event, have you ever been to like a networking mixer? If you have, I'm sure you just eye rolled because you recognize that it's like, it's like business speed dating. Nobody feels good about it. You're like, did that work? I don't know what that was. I don't feel like I was there long enough. Maybe I want a conversation with, like, there's a lot of uncertainty of like, there's overwhelm. You're not, there's no time to really integrate like what you actually experienced and recognize that, yes, I want to move forward with these things. So if you are treating then the experience online of connection, like speed dating, and just pitch, 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 
why do you think you're probably feeling salesy? Because all that you're worried about is putting out there. You have to actually be open, and this is so key, to receiving conversation back, to connecting through a dialogue, connecting through commonality. So send DMs, comment things, actually read their posts, comment about things that make sense for them to comment back to start that conversation. Again, if you were, you know, at a like birthday party and you didn't know anybody, you wouldn't walk up to somebody and be like, based on your, based on your shirt, I feel like I could really help you with something. My offer, blah, 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 and rattle it off. No, that's what drives me crazy about the online space. Like you jump, it's like jumping to, you know, home base, like girl, girl, go slow. Let's walk it through. You know, we're going to walk to first. We're going to make our way round second, come on into third and then hit home. Okay. You skip all the bases. You strike out. Wow, that was a really good baseball analogy and just came up with that on the fly. Um, but really, so, so you're creating connection, authentic connection first. Then once the conversation happens and you're actually maintain those like you would a friendship. Comment on things that I have, what I have done is I had, um, especially when I first started online, is I actually had a list of people that that, you know, based on their profile, I was like, I feel like I would love to work with them. They, they looked like they could be like soulmate clients or there were people that, that other people had referred to me, things like that, that I was like, okay, like I'm dipping my toesies. I'm getting them wet. And I started just having conversations. I didn't start by, you know, pitching myself or anything like that. That always felt very yucky to me. Um, and honestly, I was like, even, I'll be honest, even starting conversations online with the intent of recognizing like, hey, I'd really like to work with them someday kind of felt yucky because it felt like I was only trying to sell to them. It didn't feel like we were trying to have an authentic connection where I recognize my gifts, what I am, am gifted with could really help them, that there were areas in which I could help support them. And, you know, I had something that, that they could give or I had something I could give them and they had something they could give me. And I've always taken away so many lessons from all of my clients. It, it's so interesting because it's never, it never ends up being about the money ever. When it's truly authentic, it feels so easy to, it really does like the, the conversation of whether they've connected with you, with your services, with your offering has already happened. So it doesn't feel like you're pitching or selling or anything like that. So, it's important to create that connection first. Then move into a space where you can invite them in. Remember in high school, nothing felt better than being invited to things. You know, high school, junior high, you wanted to feel invited and included. So then I started doing, um, when I would do any like free seminars, when I would do um, any um, like workshops or things like that, I made sure that these people, I was like, hey, I know, you know, we had kind of talked something about this or I had this free thing. I just wanted to send it to you. Like, no pressure, but I just thought that you might like it. You know, if you if you want it, this is kind of what it's about. Let me know and I'll just send it your way. Again, no pressure. Hey, we've already established a conversation. We've already chit-chatted about things. So 
I'm just going to send this your way. Like it's like a gift. So not only are you inviting them to things, you're then gifting them things. Okay. So this is all of your free stuff or, and it's, I even doing things like tagging them in posts, resharing things when they share, um, like in their stories about whether they, they love something you shared or they're reposting things like share it back. It feels good. It feels good to be recognized and honored. So again, in this online space, how can we create these connections? These are ways. So you're developing these, these really great, this reciprocity already, right? They're giving you something and you're giving something back. So this cycle just starts to happen because what happens is this is why no market will ever really be truly too saturated for your gifts, too saturated for your product, too saturated for your offering. Because when you look at the all, all companies, there are other competing companies that produce a very similar thing. You know, there's not one shoe company, not one shirt company. So what, what I, I want to, and again, this has been said a million times, but because of the algorithm of social media, it literally only shows you things that you're interested in. So it's not going to show you things outside of your bubble. So it's like, you know, it's like if you lived in a small town, you only know that is your reality when there's this whole world out there. If you never traveled, you would never know that all of these things are out there for you to experience, city life, anything like that. So, and social media platforms have intentionally kept it that way because they want to keep you in the loop. They recognize, oh, you're interested in this. I want to keep you here. That's their job. So you're not trying to outsmart the algorithm. You're trying to recognize that and not identify with it separate yourself from it and recognize that it is a tool for you to utilize. This is a platform for advertising, connection, marketing, relationships, sharing, teaching, guiding, like that's what this is for. So you're not trying to outsmart it. You're trying to utilize it in the way that works for your business. So when you're putting people in, you know, you're giving them these things and inviting them to things, you want to make sure that, you know, A, you're inviting, then you're gifting. What people are attracted to is you. They're attracted to the conversation. They're magnetized to how you make them feel. So I want to, I want to talk a little bit about um, one of the greatest gifts that I have received um, is feedback. So in the the a lot of the trainings that I've done they've really encouraged feedback sessions so I want to explain what those are a little bit before I kind of jump into that but what you basically do is you teach a class and then you start with the feedback and you say things that you felt like you did well and then areas for growth so again not things that went bad but things that could have gone maybe better you start so that you can recognize like and start to analyze, okay, what felt really good, what felt natural, what felt authentic, what felt, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then what felt like a, a skid mark, like, a, like what felt like the scratch in the record? Um, where did you feel a little dull? Those types of things. And then everybody who took your class, especially if they've gone through the training or are going through similar training, goes around and shares the same thing. I thought you did well with, you know, this, this, and this. I felt like your areas of opportunity were here. And then they also give suggestions for how, if there are um, areas for growth, things that they're like, you know what? And it could be subjective and objective. So it can be something like, hey, 
based on what I was feeling today, like this kind of felt weird. Like, so I've done it in yoga classes. I've done it in breathwork courses. I've done, I've done these kind of style of feedback sessions in, in several different areas. They're popping up a lot more now in training so that, because it is a really good loop to get into, to dissecting what you're doing and, and viewing it objectively. So when the person is then sharing with you, okay, well, this might be a little subjective because, you know, of where I'm at, there, you, as the person who's receiving the feedback, says nothing. You don't explain, you don't justify, none of that. You just allow it to land in your body. Allow their words to permeate your being and really integrate. Okay, these are things I could work on. These are, these are some of my strengths, great. What's so interesting to me is I have done, gosh, I don't know, hundreds maybe now of uh, feedback sessions for different, different modalities, different teachings, different, different things. And one thing that has always amazed me, it really kind of dawned on me the past like six months or so, maybe longer, year, that the first thing people usually talk about is the way that you make them feel. So a lot of these things, a lot of these trainings I've been to, I don't know anybody. So what they're saying to me is that the hour-long class or 30-minute experience or whatever it was, what really stuck out to them first, it's usually the tonality of your voice. I love how you made me feel. I love, I love these you know, your descriptions, or I love when you talked about this, like it made me feel, it's always comes back to feeling every single time just about. Because everybody forgets a lot of the technicalities. The, you know, this is the proper way and, and this is the system and this is the way that we do it. You know, especially like for an example, like when I'm teaching yoga and I'm like, trikonasana, you know, step your feet three feet apart, right toes point out, arms out to a T, lower your right arm down, left arm high. You know, and I'm giving all of these anatomical maybe directions, sensational directions. Nobody remembers those. If they do, they remember one. But you know what they remember? That felt so good on my back. It really opened up my hip. It made me feel like really expansive. Nothing, nothing about all the anatomical cues that I just gave you. You know, I've done it in breath work and stuff like that. Like none of these beautiful words that I just channeled and poetically delivered for you to receive. None of that. It's, it's really how you feel. Yes, guys. It really is how you make people feel. I can't remember who said it, but people remember first how you made them feel, not what you did. There, there is some version of that quote. But it truly, it is so true. And so this is why it's so important before... If you're wanting to utilize social media and things like that, in order to tap in to your sacral center, so your sacral center, because it's like the space of creation and connection, you really need to make sure, like this is why I, I recommend to a lot of my clients, and you can implement this in your business um, as well, but I usually work for an hour or two, um, and then I get up and I move. So sometimes I'm, I literally just flip one song on, I kind of dance around. Sometimes I do a few sun salutations. Sometimes I go outside. Sometimes I do like some spinal like undulation um, just to get moving and stuff like that. Um, but like twerking, 
Don't laugh. I know you just did. Uh, Twerking is really great for your sacral center, hip circles, bridges. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I feel like I just named a whole bunch like (laughs) dancing, all these things. Anyways, think of where the sacral center is. So it's about an inch or so below your belly button. So like where your uterus would kind of sit. That's where your sacral center is. And so think of movements or things like that that move the hips, stuff like that. Get that going before you're going to get on a sales call or, a, a, you know, whatever you like to call it. Everybody calls it something a little, little different. Um, but <coughs> those, those practices are so important because it allows, again, this is the, the space in which you're mirrored everything from the world to. Everything that you are creating and putting out there comes from this space. So wouldn't you want to kind of get that moving? I mean, honestly, like, listen, if you need to like go masturbate, have sex, you know, twerk your little heart out, and then hop on your discovery calls or on your, you know, sales calls, things like that. It's really great because then you feel in the state of this equal give and receive. So you feel okay about, again, receiving whatever their answer is, but also their income. And it also gets rid of a lot of the limiting beliefs around what you think it should be because also that's perception. And if your perception in that moment that you feel free and your your sacral center is really jazzed (laughs) and balanced, you feel great about like, hey, I'm going to deliver. I know I can provide really great transformation for this person. I know. Like, I know I'm, I'm a great healer. <clears throat> I know that when people sit with me during healing experiences, that they leave and they feel changed. I have seen it in people's lives. I've seen their lives change. I've seen them start to fulfill their purpose really step into that without any apologies. And they come to me and they're like, holy shit, I would have never done this had I not recognized like some of these patterns that I was doing was keeping me playing small. It was keeping me feeling scared of sharing about my gifts of, of my offerings. It was keeping me scared to just reach out to people online. Like, What's the worst that people could say? No. Or what's the worst that people do? Ignore you? Big deal. Big deal. But utilizing things like, again, creating natural conversation, invitations, gifting, like this way that you kind of already create this law of of reciprocity starts to be implemented. And so then when it comes to like, hey, I've got this going on, I feel like you would be a great fit. This person already feels deeply connected to you and feels safe. They don't feel like you're selling them because they know you or the, you know they know as much about you as you can from somebody online and they're already down with it they're already like yes like you don't even need to say anything like just sign me up yes so utilize practices like twerking dancing bridges um, you know and all of these things to create this this space where you're prepared to receive you're prepared to connect to one another 
So I love you all so, so much, and I appreciate you being here. I hope this was illuminating as far as the sacral center, but also some practices online and understanding how that flow kind of comes to be. It doesn't just happen from, again, this this one-off like re- comment. Actually build relationships with people. Be intentional about your words and your connections. It takes you so much further. So I love you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Cheers.